What's good, family? So I wanted to bring this on my podcast because I've been asking everybody this this week that I've really encountered in my circle. Have you ever started laughing when someone made you mad? Just think about that. The Bible says in the book of Psalms, chapter 13, verse 2, How long must I struggle with anguish in my soul, with sorrow in my heart every day? How long will my enemy have the upper hand? And check this out. Anguish means severe mental pain or physical pain or suffering. So how long are we going to sit here and deal with severe mental pain, physical pain and suffer in our hearts every day and allow our enemies to have the upper hand? How long are we going to stay in that abusive relationship? How long are we going to stay in that toxic friendship, in that toxic relationship, at that toxic job? How long are we going to allow the enemy to have the upper hand in our life and make us continue to feel less than? How many chances are we going to give the enemy in our lives? Don't let your enemies start telling people they defeated you. Don't allow your enemies to even joke on your downfall. Don't allow them to rejoice on your downfall. God didn't bring you this far to let your enemies pull you down. And a lot of you may have just come out of situations or still might be in situations. But the fact that you're still here, or even listening to this podcast episode, you got to hang in there. You have to keep the faith. You got to remember that me and Marisha had that conversation about faith and keeping the faith. And you also have to position yourself. There goes that word position again. You have to position yourself around people who will help hold you accountable. You got to position yourself around people who want exactly what you want for yourself. You got to position yourself around people that won't see your life for the way that they want it to be, but see the vision that you want in your life and to help you perfect it. But continue following me to the book of Genesis, chapter 50, verse 20. It says, you intended to harm me, but God intended all for good. He brought me to this position, there goes that word position again, so I could save the lives of many people. And that's coming from the New Living Translation. We have to stop giving our enemies so many excuses. They intended to harm you, but yet you're making excuses for the things that they're doing in your life. But God intended all for good. We put our faith in everything else but God. And he tells us that in his plan... He will give us good and not disaster and to give us a future and hope. But yet we still push him away, but call on him in our very worst. We won't call on God in our best. We won't call on God when we just want to talk, but we'll call on God. We're in the midst of our pain, sitting in the court of crying. Not that that's a problem because God wants to hear from us from the jump. But we got to start getting our situations in order and not letting the enemy get so many chances. We got to be prepared for these battles. We got to know what the Bible says. David said, thy word have I hid in my heart so that I might not sin against thee. We have to know the word. And if you don't know the word yourself, you got to educate yourself on the word. You got to read the word. You got to remember the word. Just like you remember people's phone numbers, we got to remember God's word. Romans 8 and 28. All good things work together for the good of those that love the Lord. You got to know his word. But we question ourselves every day. 
Why does God do this? Why did God place you in this situation? Why am I going through what I'm going through? Nobody deserves the type of pain that I'm in. Nobody deserves the childhood that I was raised up in. Nobody deserves to walk in the shoes that I've walked in. But you got to understand something, that he brought you to where you are listening to this podcast at this very second because to you, your life might be a joke. But to someone else, your story could be the breakthrough that they needed. But you never know. Because we're constantly giving people so many what? Chances. And if you continue following me, the Bible says in the book of Titus, chapter 3, verse 10, in the New Living Translation, if people are causing divisions among you, give a first and second warning, and after that, have nothing more to do with them. Let's go back and read that again. Because God didn't tell us to give nobody 10 warnings. He didn't. He said, if people are causing divisions among you, give a first and second warning. And after that, have nothing more to do with them. If somebody is causing turmoil, they're causing pain, they're causing division, they're causing anything in your life that is that will negatively impact you. Give them two warnings and cut them off. And some of us is like, I give a warning, cut them off. Good. Give them two warnings and cut them off. Stop allowing people to keep messing up the plan that God has for you. Stop trying to go after the person that got you. You have to lean on God and trust God to do exactly what God said that he will do. And God tells us exactly what he'll do. And I'm going to walk you through it. So let me ask the question again. Have you ever started laughing when someone made you mad? To answer the question, yes, I have. I have laughed in people's face and they thought I was crazy. But as a believer, when you make a God-approved risk, even your enemies will shake your hand. And God also tells us that he will prepare a feast for us in the presence of our enemies. And it's funny to me how you disrespected me, but soon you will be shaking my hand. And that's going to hurt you more than anything. So the joke's really on you. But if you keep reading the Bible, he tells us, and then you, and then he will prepare a feast a feast in the presence of our enemies. So now you're going to have to watch me eat. You're going to have to watch me chase my bag. And you're going to have to watch me live my best life. And all you can do is be mad. So that's why I laugh at people when they disrespect me. And that's coming from the book of Psalms, chapter 23, chapter 23 verse 5. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. That's coming from the King James Version. If you go to the Message Bible, it says the same thing. You serve me a six-course dinner right in front of my enemies. You revive my drooping head, my cut brims with blessing. And if you go back to the King James Version, it says, Thou anointest my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. So God says, I will prepare a feast for you in the presence of your enemies, and I will continue to have your cup runneth over. So you will never go thirsty. If you continue to obey by me, follow my word, listen to what I say, keep my word in your heart like David did, and have faith in me and continue to position yourself and make God approve risk, I will make sure that every enemy shakes your hand and I will prepare a feast for you in the presence of your enemies. So everybody that prayed on your downfall will now have to watch you eat. But if we go back, 
So I want I want to I want to quote everything so y'all won't think I'm crazy. If you go to the book of Proverbs chapter 16 verse 7, it says when a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. And that's coming from the King James version. But if you go to the Message Bible, Proverbs 16 and 7, it says when God approves of your life, even your enemies will end up shaking your hand. So I'm going to laugh every time because at the end of the day I know that the God that I serve He's going to come for me every he's going to come through for me every time. So we know how we have that same double homicide. Why would I go and get my enemy back just for God to get me and get them? When I can put my faith in God and allow God to do it. If you turn to the book of Proverbs chapter 20 verse 22, I'm coming from the New Living Translation. I promise I'm going to be done. It says, "Don't say I will I will get even for this is wrong, but wait on the Lord to handle the matter. Don't go and tell somebody, oh, I'm going to get you back. Don't even worry about it. I'm going to get you back. Since you want to play games, I'm going to beat you up in the parking lot. Nah, don't even say that. Wait on the Lord to handle the matter. He tells us that. And if you go to the King James Version, Proverbs 20, 20 and 22, it says, Say not thou, I will recompense evil, but wait on the Lord and he shall save thee. Why go out and beat somebody up when God can save you and get them? So, of course, we're going to laugh every time somebody does wrong to us. Because why would I take myself out of character and make myself look like a clown or make myself look dumb and cause a scene when I can let you be the clown? Since you want to run the show, let them run the show and let you just sit back. And I know it's hard to do, but that's why we have to continue to surround ourselves with people that are positive and people that help calm us down so we don't be that person that shows out after every event. You can't have a whole group of hotheads. Somebody's got to be the piece of ice that'll cool everybody down. Somebody's got to be the one to speak sense into people. That's why you got to surround yourself around people that will help hold you accountable. So have you ever started laughing when someone made you mad? And if you can say yes, you got good people in your life because they are positioning you to be somewhere in life. And you got to know God. You can't just know of God because you went to church growing up or your parents prayed for you or your grandmother prayed for you. But you got to have a relationship with God. I'm not saying be religious, but you got to be spiritual. And church hurt is real. And we live in a time of virtual church. So you can watch any service you want online from any type of church and get a great service. Yes, the church you may have went to may have caused pain in your life. But just like the Bible says, give them two chances and cut them off. You gave them enough chances. You got to let that hurt go. and You got to move on. It wasn't God that hurt you. It was the people that hurt you. So don't put your pain on God when it wasn't God that did it. And it was your church. So find a better church and find God. That's all I'm saying. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out.